0: Most of you by now know that I work at VIP Mortgage. A lot of you may not know why or how I got there. For us as LOs, we have a lot of options. And for me, VIP Mortgage was the perfect fit and the best place, in my opinion, to work. So if you have any questions about VIP Mortgage as an LO, or if you are a consumer and you're looking for a mortgage, you can reach out to me on social media. Or you can reach out to anybody else that you may know at VIP Mortgage. And our website is VIPMTGINC.com. Welcome, everybody, to Real Talk with Ryan Madrid. Uh, I didn't do this last time, so I, I got Trisha, my sister, over here helping us out, and my nephew Trey with the production work. Yeah. So we're keeping it a family affair. And I have a really uh, long, good friend, longtime good friend here, uh, Troy Conrad. And, and Troy is our first pseudo-famous, uh, <laughs> pseudo <laughs> G- famous. Pseudo. Pseudo um, famous. Pseudo. But uh, Troy does some amazing things and, and when, what I love about it is that when we just when we, when we decided to do this podcast, it was really about bringing in cool people do, doing really cool stuff. And Troy is one of those guys that I think for our entire lives has always been doing the coolest stuff for say shit, sure. but, um, and, and, and he's kind of always lived by that and and, and, and you were kind of like your own dude. Your own guy just doing your own thing. No nobody's going to get in your way. Um, so I have a, a quote that he had um, said on Joey Diaz's podcast. It says, he said, what's important to me is doing stuff that matters instead of making a living doing something that I hate. He's an actor. He's a comedian. He's a writer. He's a producer, director, um, and probably many more things that we don't know about. Um, but <laughs> But Troy's been doing really, really cool stuff for a long time, and we're going to get into that today. Um, so anyways, dude, thanks for being here. And I'm
1: so glad to be here. This is
0: amazing. And yeah, dude, we're super excited. Um, Troy and I, this is, again, I, Troy's probably our fourth guest that we, that we grew, up with, grew up with. And one of the things that we talked about before, too, Trisha and I were like, well, we, you know, we need to have other people on that aren't just your friends. And, and I just got to the point where I was like, dude, I have too many cool friends. I have so many good friends that do cool stuff. Yeah. That really, you know, sometimes we'll sprinkle in some other people, but for now... We're going to bring in the people that we that we really really know, and we can have great conversations with because people are going to want to, want to hear some of the coolest stuff that you've done. Um, so let's get right into it. I, I I remember Trisha talking about how, well, after high school, you were you were at ASU and you were going around giving massages.
1: Oh, that was another thing.
0: He was a masseuse at one point. Too. Well,
1: I worked in physical therapy, and then I ended up uh, because of that. I got certified to do massages. I worked with companies, and what I used that for is to teach. I ended up teaching uh, stress management workshops at companies all over the place. Uh, Paychecks was a payroll okay. company. Yep. Um, and then they had me go to all their corporate offices around basically the Western U.S. And uh, and that yeah, that was crazy. That was so that I would that was like something that got me through college. Yeah. Um, is teaching these workshops, and that led me to teach. I was teaching at uh, Phoenix College before I should have been able to like I should, they should have no one should have given me a certification to teach college. <laughs> yeah. I got a 2.23 at Arizona State. Okay. Mar-
2: marriage and family living. Uh, yeah, marriage, <laughs> and family, marriage and
1: family studies was my yeah. major. I'm not uh, qualified to, to teach, but I made it work. You did. I made it work. and I taught because of that, uh, uh, because of that work experience and the degree, uh, and, and all the physical therapy experience, because I basically worked at so many different PT clinics, uh, I was able to get to teach. <laughs> like, I couldn't even pass my own class, but I could teach it. Right. And it was it was it worked out great, actually. Like it was a popular class. But man, I love doing stuff like that where you dive into something that you're scared of because that's what it's about. Right. Yeah. I love that you're doing this podcast. This is more important than, you know. And, and in 10 years, you'll look back and go, Oh my God, I'm so glad I started that. Like when I did, you know?
0: you know, it's, it's cool that you say that. Cause you, you had said something like that, even to Joey Diaz when, I don't know if, if he, everybody, if you don't know who that is, he's a huge stand up comic and actor and everything. And he has a podcast as well. And Troy was on there, but you had said that to him too. And it was like a super sincere comment to him. And he was, I just like let him going and I, in my mind, I was wondering like, what are they talking Joey's
1: about? Joey's a sincere person.
0: He seems like he's like the most really. Oh my God. Oh yeah. So Joey Diaz, obviously. So Troy, another thing, I don't know if I said this, but photographer. So if you haven't gone to, or you should go to Troy's Instagram page and see some of the pictures he's taken at the comedy store, man, they're, they're crazy. And, and, uh, I mean, those people have got to be so thankful to you for some of those pictures. Oh, that's
1: nice of you say that. I look, I that's one of that's one of the things I'm so happy that I'm doing. It's my passion. Um, before this uh, pandemic hit, I was working 100 hours a week, and I loved it. And people go, "Oh, doesn't that suck?" Like, no, I can't wait to get back to the hundred, maybe eighty. Yeah, but, right. <laughs> but I can't wait to get back that 80, 100 hour yeah. work week because. Um, Everything I did, I was passionate about, even when it's like, oh, my God, I got to do like, I got to stay up till 3 a.m. editing this show because they got to have it. Mm-hmm. I still loved it, you know, mm-hmm. so, so you
2: were editing photographically or you were photos. Doing...
1: OK, yeah, I, I uh, yeah, you know, you get home, you load it in. Um, sometimes you got to load it overnight if it's a big shoot and then get up early and, uh, you yeah. know, and start the harvest. Yeah right.
0: So before we get far into that, let's talk about kind of like college or after college, and kind of where you like sent you this trajectory because we kind of knew that you were going to start. where you started doing stand up.
2: What about high school? I mean, I think. Well, that
0: hold on. Okay, <laughs> okay.
1: We'll go back to. High I think school. We should
0: go back to high school. Okay, then okay talk so about I college. mean, like, this is going to be a four-hour podcast, week, but I got time, I well, guess. but <laughs> can I say you <laughs> yeah. you
1: just before we started, you reminded me, uh, or Vicky was here. Uh, Vicky Guida reminded me that I used to go to parties in high school with I'd take an Everclear bottle and dump out the Everclear, fill it with water and walk around drinking it at parties like it was nothing. Yeah, I had no recollection of that. <laughs> I mean, I, even when she said it, I'm like, oh, I, me- I don't remember that. But yeah. I, I go, that was something I could see me doing because that's, yeah. <laughs> that's the stupid <laughs> stuff I would do. We well, were but, kind of a straight edge. Yes, uh, I, <laughs> I don't. Even, I don't fully know. About sure. yeah.
2: You'd pick me up for parties, and you always had a six pack on your floorboard <laughs> of like near beer, Saint Paulies, yeah. all of the non-alcoholic yeah. beer.
1: Oh, I was a. I was a needed a to have something in your hand. Yeah. But oh yeah, that but that, that was, was no alcohol. that's right. That was the whole point. It's like, you know, if you're driving and you want to be responsible, cool. But also, don't be a drip. Like you still got to walk around with a uh, something that looks like a beer right. at a party, right. just so you can be social. Yeah. I mean, you and know, it's like
0: drinking a soda water with a glass. that looks like it's vodka soda, but it's really just soda water. He's going to hang out at a party and everybody doesn't think that right. you're, just, you're not drinking. There, there was I mean, just something just, fun yeah, about yeah, it. You know, yeah. so it's
1: just so stupid, but it was a, it was a blast.
0: So uh, another thing you probably don't remember is I was telling her yesterday, Steve and I came over before our senior year and we were both, you know, we were all student council nerds and uh, you wrote my speech. For See, I, I have no <laughs> recollection of this, and I always I love hearing stuff yeah. that I don't know about. Yeah, you wrote both of our speeches for our for our senior year going into student council. That was um, I figured that's you would amazing, do, and it was super funny. And that's uh, and you know it, it was much funnier when you said it and wrote it than when I actually did it and said it. That's when amazing. I was presenting it because people were like, oh, "That's funny." I guess. Again, something
1: I would do, yeah. and I don't remember yeah. doing it, but that is amazing. That's amazing. I um. <laughs> I, I certainly loved writing stuff like that. Um,
0: so Yeah, that but awesome. you were always, I mean, you were, again, so it's just, just going back that far, I guess, but we can, but you were always funny. That was like your thing. I mean, you were a funny guy. You thought differently. Like you said, you thought it was funny to bring, you know, <clears throat> an Everclear bottle full of water, and uh, you just uh, thought you were going to be a little little off-center, I guess we could say. Right. <laughs> um, Life's short. Yeah, you know? there you go. So let's let's start though. Like when did you like when did you go and do like your first stand up? You're like, "Dude, I'm going to try this."
1: I was in Mesa. I barely remember it. I just remember um it was a bar in Mesa. And it was my first time doing stand up and I just remember bombing and then I had a joke And again, I was probably, I don't know, what was I like, 22 or I don't even know.
2: You were younger, I think. Maybe younger. Yeah. Uh,
1: And I remember saying something. I had some joke about country music, maybe. (laughs) It was either, but I just remember that there were these like construction guys playing pool right in front. Like that was the audience. Right. Guys playing pool, paying no attention. Yeah. And it's uh, not the best introduction to performance because right. you're wanting that like feedback. And they weren't listening the entire time. But then when I made a joke that they cared about, like whether it's country music or something, then they stopped and they looked over and I just I was like, oh, I didn't know you guys were listening. And then they laughed at that. <laughs> and I went, oh, OK. So th- right. and that what that taught me is the importance of being real and in the moment like I learned so much from just that tiny little micro moment because the fact that I stepped out of what was in my head Mm -hmm. and addressed the situation of these guys just stopped to look at me because now I had their attention I don't think they liked it right but the fact that I addressed that that was real and that was fun to them so that taught me the lesson of you're better off being real you know and that's why like my, and I don't do stand-up anymore. I'm still, I still have a toe in that world because it's in my blood. But I'm more of a connoisseur of it, and I like to listen to great people. So I'm obsessed with the most real comic I think that's ever lived is Patrice O'Neill. And, well, uh, a lot of people I listen say to that, him. though, right? Um, now people are. yeah, Because okay. there's a documentary that came out. Bill yeah. Burr produced it. Yo. Um, but um, uh, he has always been that guy. And the great thing about him, and that's why I say it's great to have a podcast, the great thing about Patrice is I can't remember how many years. I think I want to say it was six or seven years ago that he passed away, and he has so much content out there. If you go to YouTube, Mm -hmm. you could go your whole lifetime and not hear everything because he has all these opening Anthony uh, episodes and everything else. There's hundreds, maybe thousands of hours of Patrice, and it's all gold.
0: Yeah, uh, it's and maybe it's because there is that documentary out there, but I've seen a lot of interviews of people talking about him lately. Like even like McDonald's like That's Kevin good Hart, Dave Chappelle, everybody's got a story about how he was like unfiltered. He like was very t- unfiltered. <laughs> yeah. He wasn't a
1: really super nice guy. Yeah, uh, to everybody, he was real. I, I met him one time, and he was super nice. Yeah, Um and but he is always he's so real that it's hard to. You know, it, he's he's not known as like this. Yeah. He wasn't a sweetheart. friendly, sweetheart right. guy. He's like, but he'll tell you what's up for real. <laughs> right.
0: So you, you were kind of, I mean, because you're, what, 49, 48? I'm
1: 51. No, you're years, not. Old, 51 years Are old. Are you really? Yeah.
0: Um so you were that same generation with a lot of the huge guys now, like yeah. The Bobby Lees and the the Bill Burr, and I mean, you know, we're all we're all yeah. kind of close to the same age, I, you know. So you were, you know, we're fast-forwarding a little bit, but. I mean you you kind of were doing the same stuff for a long time with those guys so you've seen years of those people
1: so much stand-up yeah I've become a like a snob so there's some stuff that I just go I don't want to hear this you know yeah I've, I've heard so much like um, and so I you know but funny gets funny so I like yeah. all kinds of comedy from all types from all angles mm-hmm. but when it's hacky you know, I get that real impatient feeling of like right. I just got to get out of here or whatever. Yeah. You know, well, there's
0: definitely definitely a style, right? You got some people have certain styles you like, and some people, yeah. that are super famous that aren't. You know, maybe not funny to me, but they're they're in movies and they're rich and <laughs> they right. People seem to find them funny, right? Um, like a Bill Burr type of guy to me is super funny. Like I love that. I type mean, of yeah, thing, he's right? <laughs> he's maybe the best living comic. I mean, he's unbelievable. <laughs> right. Yeah. And, um, you yeah, know, we go back into Ch- – Trey and I talk about the podcast and stuff. And, you know, just, like, Tiger Belly to me is so funny. Cause so funny. I love Bobby funny. Lee and his wife are just so funny. Uh, yeah. Dude, he, and he's hilarious. And, you know, sh- shout out to his parents who live in Phoenix. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, you know, there's just so many good ones. And Tom Segura, we have – I mean, I discovered him on a snowboarding trip with a bunch of buddies – and, uh, like, five years ago, maybe, one of his first things. And, dude, I've been a huge fan of him for a long uh, time. Oh, yeah. Too, Tom's great. So let's go back to um, Comedy Jesus.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah. Can we talk about that? Oh, my a gosh. <laughs>
0: So tell us how that all came about and when that was and how far into like your like stand up. Okay, I'll
1: give a background since yeah. uh, people probably don't know about this because it's almost yeah. non-existent now. Yeah, but I'm gonna say I don't I don't know what year I'm gonna say 2007 or eight. I don't even know anymore. Uh, I was in Los Angeles. Maybe two thousand six. Again, I don't remember dates, but I had yeah. your
2: VHS. Oh my tape god! That you gave me, oh my god! And Trey was probably five ish, six maybe. Oh my god! So it was like early two thousand. Yeah, had to be. So it had to be po- two thousand four. That think. that
1: sounds about right. Yeah, because it I
2: circulated was, around Verado I was I new it with everybody. Oh my god!
1: Oh my god! Well, I was new in LA. And what I, uh, basically, it started from this. And this is a show, just for the background, that um, I just started, I started doing it, this open mic, and then it became a thing, and I started doing it in theaters, renting theaters in L.A., and then I started touring with it and doing international festivals, and everywhere I did it, I was getting that green light, like, oh, things are, this is, people like this, people connect with this. And for me, it was very real. And it was very, you know, at that time, I'm not a real big, um, I don't know. At that time, it was a very like anti religion Jesus. coming back to say hey guys what the hell happened right what'd you do yeah and and to announce that everyone on earth was on a game show earth was itself a contestant on a game show called last planet standing Right. and you're competing against other planets and see if you can get through the obstacles i said everybody we gave every planet three things that they should not have used which was uh nuclear weapons, religion, and Celine Dion. And, I, and that was, the, that was the, the gang. Every planet got those. You touch them, you're dead. Right. Like it was that kind of thing. So that was, the, you know, that was part of it. And it was Jesus giving a PowerPoint on the mount. Um, and, but that was, for me, uh, fun and real. And I got distribution, uh, and it ended up, all over the place, and in Walmart's, which was funny because it had this like uh, anti Walmart rant at the end, mm-hmm. but they didn't watch it. Uh. <laughs> they just saw like people liked it, yeah. So they they bought it, and so it was in the yeah. stores. Wow, and it was telling the employees to unionize, which is hilarious. <laughs> um, uh, and you know, so anyway, that was that was the Comedy Jesus show, and I had a blast. I mean, I took it to Dublin, and um. And Montreal, all kinds of places, and have so much fun with it. So I was
0: watching the trailer of it uh, last night, and so it's 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 cr- it's crowd participation. Is that how it works? Yeah, and, okay. I
1: I had everyone write down questions in the <laughs> audience, okay. and then um, put them in a bucket, and then yeah. I'd walk on stage, and that I'd pull them out of that bucket and just <laughs> answer them. And and again, that's about being real, and like I yeah. wanted to have that opportunity for failure and that's an important thing I know there's you know people listening who are in the business world and mortgage world and loan world look uh it's still the same principle you have to give yourself opportunities for failure I feel like everything everything I've done is based on failure and I'm a failure addict and that's why um maybe that's why I'm happy because um because I got used to that and I'm okay with that like like, give me more failures. Like I want that because that means I'm taking risks and chances yeah. and whatever. Now, obviously, uh, if you're giving loans, you don't you want to be a little risk averse. Uh, so, <laughs> right. so you know, don't yeah. go nuts on that. Yeah. Start handing them out like it's uh, yeah, uh, no, no, ninety nine. No,
0: no, no, but you do. I mean, is, it, is everybody's definition of failures? I think it is maybe different. But I mean, you always your success and then your success that ends. Or maybe with one project, and then you start another one, and it ends, and you know. Yeah, I
1: have a short attention span, and so I like to, I do go from one thing to the next, and um, that there was a point where that bothered me, and for me now it doesn't bother me Mm -hmm. because I am trusting that there's something there. I'm like, I listen to the wind of my soul.
0: What's funny (laughs) is like, you know, we kind of all look at like, Troy was the one that kind of made it out you know, and like, uh-huh. did, and did like the cool stuff that we all wish we did. And then your perspective is like, did <laughs> I fail? On Failure. Stuff. Yeah, absolutely. And we're all like, well, what? We're like, this dude's famous. He's on, he's taking pictures of everybody at the comedy store. And, you know, but uh, you're traveling the world doing, you know, th- you know, that. And then, and then set list, you know, you created a, you know, you created a show on your own basically. Right. And well, I'm sure with other people, but the, and so, yeah. I don't know if we want to jump that quickly into set list. Yeah, we?
2: I think right now is an appropriate okay. time to so, talk about. So this list. is
0: another successful thing that you've you created with uber famous people, and it's it's fun to watch because you see like the well you see like the nervousness and stuff of all these huge comedians, like knowing that they're you know talking about failure. I mean, there were some good ones. Um, what's that guy's name? Is it Jonah? Uh, is it J- one of the, Jonah, right? Yeah, it, it, I. I think that's who it was, but there's there's a clip of him like he gets done and he's just like, dude, I need to go again. Can I go again? Yeah, yeah that's I, a that common sucked like like he's just like, dude, I need to go again. Yeah. So, let's talk about setlist okay. and how that was created and like what was the whole premise behind it.
1: Okay, so so the comedy Jesus show, I did those uh, pieces of paper mm-hmm. and I loved the improv and the opportunity for failure. Yeah. And that's what all my stand up was, so I thought, what if I could bring this to other comics and have them experience that same like because I think it's not just me that likes this. I bet they would like it. But you have to have that structure in place. So set list is uh, comics come on stage. They have no idea of what their set list is because I write it. And it's on a projector screen one topic at a time when they turn around. Uh-huh. So they literally have zero idea of what anything is going to be. And I'm trying to throw them. Yeah. So I write weird things. Um, and uh, Give us an example. Okay, so Jonah Jonah Ray, I remember we gave him a topic caucasianally, just a made-up word, (laughs) caucasianally. And he turns around and sees it on the screen and says, does anyone ever go to Cracker Barrel from time to time? (laughs) And it's like, that's a good example of the show. Yeah. Um, Sometimes they turn around, they say something, it doesn't work, so they they have to keep digging until they find that gold. But that's that's an example of the show. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, I've written, I don't even know how to count, but probably, I don't know, between 10,000 and 30,000 topics. I don't even know, um, Mm -hmm. what the number is. It could be much higher than that. And we've done the show in, I think 10 countries it's coming up. We're doing it in Egypt soon. We're doing all kinds of fun things still, but you know, not in, not in the U S right now.
0: So the so the production and getting that thing rolling, like like how difficult it is is it to get like something like that rolling and on a really team? hard. Okay.
1: So you know when I started that show, look, it would have never gone anywhere if I hadn't partnered up with my buddy Paul Provenza, and we did this show. Paul took it to the fr- the uh, Fringe Festival in Edinburgh, and from there, it got uh, this this uh, production company saw it, said we want to bring this to TV. So it, we got a 12-episode series on Sky, uh, which is like their HBO there. Mm-hmm. And we were on after Boardwalk Empire. Wow. Like it was wow. like, wow, that's so cool. Yeah. But it was, it was amazing. You know, it was, it was Robin Williams, Gilbert Gottfried, um, um, all these, Maria Bamford, T.J. Miller, um, you know, Drew Care, all kinds of great. And it was like half Americans, half UK comics for the most part, a couple Australian comics. And uh, yeah, man, it was a blast. And it, again, gave everybody the opportunity for failure. And you have to find a way in your life to to do that, whether it's through a structure or something else, so that you're always learning, growing. And, um, you know, one of my favorite books, I still read it, and it's by the chess grandmaster, Gary Kasparov. He wrote a book called How Life Imitates Chess and he says lose as much as your ego can take it.
0: Wow. Well, geez. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs>
1: can I can I ask a question? Yeah.
2: Here? Um Robin Williams. The best. What was it like to meet and interact and get to know arguably the most iconic the yeah. iconic uh comedian in our lifetime. Um I loved his you did um the prompt was like Candy store, gun control, or something like Uh, it was.
1: It was candy slash gun store. Yeah,
0: gosh, that was (laughs) (laughs) candy store is a strip club. Yeah, (laughs) it it was just so
1: random. And then he did. I mean, you know, he is so. Um. So he he got into the show through my friend Rick Overton, who kind of dared him to do it. He came out to like watch it and to kind of like see what it was like. Yeah. Rick and Rick and him are best friends. And Rick's one of my best friends ever. And, um, you know, Rick started of like, come on, you, you wimp. You're not going to, he was calling him names. He was, but he basically was like, come on, you wimp. You should get up there and do it. What are you afraid? And he was like, egging him on. So then in San Francisco, he went up and did it for the first time. And he came off and he was like, "Uh, I feel like I'm going to poop my pants. That That was was the scariest thing ever. Oh my God. And he's so personable the thing that threw me off with Robin Williams is he just was a dude who he didn't want to be the famous Robin Williams. He just wanted to be the comic that he, that is just fun life of the party guy, but he's yeah. very introverted. So, you know, he just, will, if there's comics talking, he just kind of walks in and he's in that circle and he just chills. He's real mellow. Mm. And he's so like, he was such a sweet person and you know, I'm still heartbroken every time I think about it. Um, but, uh, man, he loved the show and he ended up doing like that night you saw, cause on YouTube, that's still like a big, um, a, it highly, gets, watched. A, a highly yeah. watched video. Yeah. And all he walked in that night, we, we weren't ready. We had no idea he was going to come up, but we had a comic named Reggie Watts who was supposed to be on that show who no showed. And then Robin just walks in he goes, he's like, Hey Troy, do you have a list for me? <laughs> and uh, he you think you can get me on. And I That's yeah, I think funny. we can make it work. <laughs> yeah. I'll see what I can do. Yeah, And he laughed and he went up and just crushed it. So, you know, um, yeah, he, it, it was a favorite thing for him to do. And then, and then, you know, I love that he did the TV show um, and, and, uh, and just knocked it out of the park. I mean, he's, he was... There's no one like he's like Joey Diaz. Like there's no that's a one off, mm-hmm. that no one can ever be like that again. Like it, they're they're like mutants that you that are just adored, you know.
0: Yeah, it's weird how everybody loves him. But even when, like when you guys were talking in that interview, like he was talking about how he, you know, he's just like you know. Everybody comes, they were asking me for stuff, and in my mind, I'm thinking about, like, my money and my wife, my kid, I, and, you know, and I feel like someone, everybody w- wants to ask me to do something, and, you know, and I feel like I come across as a, kind of a dick, and you know, he's like, but, like, I, dude, I've got, like, my own life going on, and I've got a lot of things on my in my mind, and, and, like, you know, so it was almost like he was apologizing to you for, like, being weird to you the first time you were going to ask him to go do something because you guys were like, because he's like, he always was talking about how he always sees you around and you're always, you're always so nice. And you guys, oh were, yeah, you yeah. know, he's just going to this whole thing. But like deep down, he was like, a, he was just like, I don't want to be like, I'm not trying to be a jerk. I just, I'm a real person that has like
1: a lot going on. Oh and yeah. No, but that's not, that's how Joey, is. Joey is. He's the most, uh, I mean, he's a very easily approachable and sweet person um, uh, on every level. Um, but he also get has a lot going on. A lot of people are, always want to be like, "Joey, hey, what's up?" You yeah. know, he gets a lot yeah, of that. Yeah. Like people are a little drunk and like, eh. yeah. But, um, but he's a guy who's always inspired me, and and I think, look, if somebody is a, in the, this is in the comedy world anyway. I don't know how it is with with like movie celebrity people, yeah. but with comics, everyone started out school of hard knocks. Yeah. So I feel like it's. Uh, my duty to like when someone has a great bit, I always say, dude, that was dude, that was freaking killer. Like right. that was a great bit. I I never stop myself because, oh, that person's famous and he hears that all the time, right. or uh, she always she must get that every day. No, yeah. I, I still I don't care. I block that part out. It, you know, you have to acknowledge people <clears throat> instead of censoring yourself. Yeah. It, it, do you,
0: I mean, you've been around that for a long time too. So if those people know you a little bit more than than if I went and did that as well, right? I mean, you're there a lot taking Yeah, that that is know true. Who the hell you are. That's true. <laughs> like, it, it does right?
1: mean more, I guess. Yeah. Uh, um, coming from someone who you know who you like grinded. known you them a little a longer yeah. time, but still, yeah, um, still, I think it's so much better than good job, dude. Because it means
0: happen? a lot to them, right? Because they, because it's freaking hard and they have to go there every day trying to. Yeah, work on their craft, so to speak. Yes, you know all that sort of stuff. So let's go back to settlers for a second here, because I'm curious about, like, how did it, like, how does it work when they go, okay, we're not gonna, we're not gonna do this again next year. Like, I mean, they just canceled the show, or like what happened? We just did did once.
1: Oh, I did. You know, it was just. uh, Look, I was amazed that it got so quickly from this little open mic with three people to a TV show. Right. <laughs> so, yeah, so they just said, oh, we're not renewing it yeah. for the for the next season. But, like, to me, I was like, right I'm so. still riding the high of, <laughs> right." it became a TV show. Right. It's just, there was just a bit I like to do with the clubs. Is, yeah. Is, I would just have people yell out weird things and, and I have them write band names on a, mm. a made up band names. Mm-hmm. And then, if you get people to write made up band names, it turns out that's enough gibberish mm-hmm. to, make something creative from. So right. It's just like throwing, it's like throwing lumps of clay at a, at an artist. And then you get to see what they make. Every comic makes something different. Right. Um,
0: I,
2: sorry, I'm going to interrupt. Go ahead. You. Go for it. One of the things I loved in your early days, remember you'd call and like, I need to bring at least 10 people in order f- for, <laughs> for me to get stage time. Right. So yeah, I went to yeah, a yeah. lot of <laughs> your shows. A, yes, you did. I went to a lot of your stuff. Yeah. Um, and, you know, as you progressed, obviously, um, we, we had more of us, right, from high school yeah. to college. You had, like, your own little fan club. But the best part for for myself and Michelle, and I used to talk about this all the time, was the um, the fan interaction. And I was always like, he's brave. Um, and <laughs> I think that was what set you apart from at least the local guys, right? You weren't just up there oh, with yeah, your maybe. your scripted show you were just, you were opening yourself up to Yeah. embarrassment. or, or Right, you know. failure, yeah. And I remember when you did, this was a bigger show, but when you were touring with the, the George Bush Oh show, my
0: gosh,
1: yes.
2: Like that one, because it was, Political, yeah. right? Oh, shit,
1: I forgot about that. That one
2: that. <laughs> was, I remember getting a little tense a couple times. Like, going, oh, my gosh, what is, how can he possibly? Because you got some, like, funky questions. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, with the bacon and all that stuff. Yes. But that's, I think, what I always admired the most. Like, you're funny. But there's, you know, I know I know some funny people. But you are, uh, well, you've already said, that's- you're real. Right, you're willing to take risks, and I think that's what's so endearing about you. Oh, that's. I mean, I love you because you're my friend, but I think a lot of people, like in the audience, would be like, "Wow, that's that's so cool. We've never seen anybody. I mean, the fact that you can take something and like spit it out in like four seconds, and have it be funny." That's, that's nice. amazing.
1: That's nice. the best compliment I ever got was someone who was like that. I know that what you just did wasn't real. Like they're like, that was preplanned. And like, I was like, Oh my God, thank you. That is such a nice seemed, thing to say. Cause it right. seemed to them like it was all planned. Happens with set list a lot too. They go, Oh, well, we, this one guy it, all night. He goes, I know he was Australian. He goes, he goes, uh, I just saw, uh, he goes, what I just saw was all preplanned. He goes, there's no way the comics could have done that. And I go, why do you think that? He goes, and don't try and talk me out of it either. He goes, because you're full of it. Mm-hmm. And I go, no, I want to know why you think that. Like, that yeah. everyone, like, because w- it was like one of those shows where everyone nailed every right. topic. Right, And it was just like this, like. Too good. Like, it's like when you, I'm not a jazz fan, but when you see, I'm sure people who like jazz, you see like jazz that it's perfect and mm-hmm. it's just, it just connects. It was like that. Yeah. So, it's a cool thing to it see. an anomaly night. Like yeah. everything went perfect. Well, we had a lot of those, but yeah, I would say it wasn't, you know, it's again, it's designed for failure. So yeah. to have everything kind of work or like yeah. whatever, 90% of it work, it was like, wow, that's a huge deal. Yeah. Um but yeah, so so that's a cool thing. Thank you for that. But like it it's, okay. you know, it's cool to see people going, "What? That that's not real," whatever. But you don't see the failure mm-hmm. and the shows where people did where they were just like, "Ah, oh. the times where I just went home and went I shouldn't do this anymore. And that's yeah. when you know you're onto something. Yeah. You know? Right. right. Like an, yeah. unless you really shouldn't do it anymore. Yeah. Maybe there's some things where you go, "No, this is this is like not me at all." And it goes again, if it's something that goes against your values, mm-hmm. then 100% shouldn't be doing it. But if it's something that you go, "Oh, I'm just failing at it." That's not a great reason to quit. A good book to read is called The Dip by Seth Godin. And mm-hmm. that that dude is uh one of my mentors and and um and the book is about Seth Godin was one of your mentors Seth Godin
0: he's like I I'm like
2: a. you s- like Seth Godin oh I, my love God. Seth I am Godin. like a super so nerd he's the greatest yeah I read his blog every day
1: so <laughs> the, the dip oh yeah the dip is is one of my favorite books of his and and if you want to give in a great synopsis of that book go google the video uh, it's it's everywhere uh called quieting the lizard brain which is kind of a like a dude, I talk about the lizard summer. brain all, yeah, you do. all the yeah, I've time? Seen dude. That. Yeah. yeah, I, I mean, mean pin. The
0: linchpin <laughs> is good. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, all this. So, quieting lizard brain is is a huge deal
1: for me. Yeah, so it's a it's is. a it's a fantastic like to be
0: aware of that. So, people that don't know what that is, why don't you explain what what that is?
1: The lizard brain. He's it's based on your amygdala, mm-hmm. um, and your fight or flight. So it's kind of the thing that makes you you can uh, end up overthinking and giving up on something since it's fight or flight you get to a point in a project where you go oh my god this is not fun anymore and so your brain is like you you make this choice either trudge on or you just quit right when you like for instance shooting a movie i know this from experience shooting a movie is really super fun so it's you're riding this roller coaster high like oh this is great you finish shooting the movie now you got to edit it. Not fun. So <laughs> right. that's the dip. And if you quit then, look at what you wasted. You yeah. just wasted. Now you got just stuff sitting there mm-hmm. that goes nowhere. You did all that work, and what a waste of your, your time, money, energy. So when you quit in the dip, it's not great. The best time, if you're going to quit, is right before, you, like day one, you start shooting. You go, oh, no, this. Oh, quit then. While you're having fun, if you think it's not going to be a good thing, okay, get out. But don't quit after all that time and energy. Follow yeah. the road. Yeah. Once you get through the dip, then it's fun. Now you have distribution. Now it's out there, and now people are like connecting with something. Great, you made something. Mm-hmm. So it's all about. Uh, he calls it shipping. Oh yeah. It's all about Ship shipping Ship your it. art, yep. whatever you do.
0: I I. Uh, so I had my you know, my personality, you know done and you know there's there, you have like there's the disc assessment and you have you know there's all these mm-hmm. different versions of it but you know m- i'm my last assessment was really like you're 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 a great idea guy y- your implementation of things isn't great mm-hmm. right so <coughs> there's a lot of things that you know i start and then they kind of go away this was one Stop of
2: the them Same podcast uh-huh. so this was one of them yes. so i
0: started it like the most you know two year, years ago yeah, two years ago maybe did like five episodes
2: there were two and that actually <laughs> dropped. Yeah.
0: Well, we, we did more than that. But, right. Um, yeah, that's it but, but it came to like, okay, well, the cost is this. And, uh, well, you know, it's just like, what is the real direction? And, yeah, you know, okay, well, we'll just, maybe we'll do it next week. And, right. And at this time, I had a coach. Uh, I still have that same coach, by the way. And he used the one who gave me the linchpin the very first time. And. It was always the lizard brain thing in my head because he was kind of like, dude, like you're able to right. be successful in your life. Luckily, <laughs> <laughs> but because but you, but you do need to find something. He's like, you need to figure out. So when Trisha came on, yeah, like, now you
1: have a producer, thank so God, now, and then you got Trey here. You got so, accountability.
0: So and I have like, I, what I've learned is that I'm better at. Bringing people into my life and hiring people to do that's the work exactly what I, was gonna I say. need to get done because that's not my skill set. My greatest and best use is doing like having these ideas and wanting things and to get people to help me do them. Yeah, and 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 that's kind of yeah, so I'm a huge believer in that whole thing, and, and, and I know a lot. I mean, that's a huge problem with a lot of people. You know, the the I bring up the lizard brain all the time, and people they're that's asking right. me what it is, and they're like. And they're like, oh yeah, I have that, <laughs> you know. Yeah, well, we that. all have that <laughs> yeah. because we all have an amygdala, and that's yeah, what
1: right. that was our that was our when we were, you know, when we are Neanderthals, that was our survival because of that, you know. Yeah, fight or flight, run or kill, whatever, um, and that's still in our brain. And now we're just recently civilized in the last five minutes, and we still have this this part of the brain that's there. And we have to deal with it. Yeah. It's a weird thing. Yeah. You know?
0: Yeah. We were talking a little bit about um, so many of the guys that are famous and going into the whole stand-up world again. It's like, and you've been in that world for so long, even though you're not a stand-up comedian anymore, you know, all deal with like behavioral health issues. I mean, not all, but a lot. Oh, um, Mental m- health, most. substance abuse. Most. So like you know, you're in this world for all that time and you're dealing with all these people and that's not really who you are and never have been. Right. And so, you know, being around all that stuff, like how does that like affect your day-to-day or how did it affect your like day-to-day like life and and thought processes and I mean, did it have any effect on you at all? So
1: being in a Los Angeles, being in a sea of of a kind of almost unique type of mental illness that comes along with the show business, and it's an attention-seeking type of thing, right? Mm -hmm. Um, That's who is driven to that, like a bug light. Yep. Um, It used to be fine. Like, it was no big deal. It just, you know, whatever. I'm I'm here to do my work, let people do. Creativity, it's a double-edged sword. Creativity also goes along with that. You know, there's all kinds of, like, these... These pluses and minuses, and there's a lot of half adults in the, in this industry, right? In the showbiz industry, um, but um, it only has driven me nuts in the last couple of years because because uh, people have now imposed things on other people, and now it's like out of control. Yeah, and so um, I don't know how much it, it. I mean, it's you know what? It's everywhere it's yeah. you, it doesn't matter where you go cuz it's social media based so every everyone's becoming the same yeah and um and so yeah so it affects me in terms of i don't enjoy um hanging out sometimes with like these with, with people who are constantly judgmental and trying to shape how everyone else thinks and and impose Mm -hmm. what they think is is the truth and i used to be one of those people so i'm very familiar with how it goes yeah you know Mm -hmm.
0: it's it's weird even like listening to you know and i don't even mean like the substance abuse like you know but like specifically like somebody like was that me I believe so. If it is, it's embarrassing. <laughs> yeah, it's not it's me. Jay Bar- it's Jay Barber. <laughs> oh, hey, thanks Jay for letting us do this in your office. There. Um, <laughs> um, so getting back to like, uh, it's like a Whitney Cummings or something. She's like, I love, genius, I right? love her. She's, she's genius. Like, she's amazing. Like, where'd she go to? Like Princeton or Yale or something. She, I mean, she's. I forget, but she's she did. Amazing. Like, she's an, unbelievable. Like, she's like an incredibly smart, smart person. And but if you listen to her she's podcast incredible. too, she's she's constantly talking about. Just how messed up her brain is, right? She's she, very open about it, yeah. and she
1: she is a source of healing for a lot of people because she's very upfront about yep. what she's going through. Yeah, and she's such a sweet person, though. Yeah,
0: yeah. So it's it's just like you said. I like think the so Hollywood funny. world, the music world. I just got done with the flea book. Man, I'm just like oh, listening really? to him and or uh, like him and Anthony Kiedis, and they're all. You know, it's like when you're that gifted in something. Right. Your mind works differently.
1: It's a different brain. Yeah, yeah.
0: and uh, it's they all. It's like there's so much. There's like struggles in that world. So, so I was
1: sorry. I'm
2: interrupting. Again. I apologize. That's right. One of the things I had written down that I wanted to bring up. Uh, I always thought you had um, more serotonin than the average person. Uh, That's interesting. You, were you say always that. Always happy. But looking at your parents, I mean joy. My is parents
1: like, have more than I have now, I think I mean, <laughs> right.
2: they're yeah. incredibly positive, happy, nurturing people way more than any of the rest yeah. of our parents. And, um, you know, the whole, your dad, Renting the horse and the knight costume, <laughs> and you know, Joy yes. basically saying, you know, I I will not accept anything but a right. knight in shining a armor. In shining so your dad armor. actually went and did it. My dad proposed to my
1: mom as a knight in shining armor, right on a horse.
2: Like, and it's so sweet. Yeah. Um. So I I, I wonder. I mean, Steve is wonderful too. So. Do you think because you grew up in such a, like, warm, fuzzy environment? Yeah. I th- you think that's what it is?
1: I think it's both. It's nature and nurture both. It really is. Um, it, it, and I, I just seeing it play out, um, yeah, I think that's a big part of it.
2: Yeah. Just walking into your house made me feel good, uh,
1: you know? Joy yeah, was something No, different. me too, no. right now. I mean, even.
0: man, she... Yeah, she It was, was like, not real. It was, like, out of a TV show. Oh, yeah. Like, she just was, like... Couldn't have been. I don't think I ever saw her in a bad mood. Mm,
1: No, no, (laughs) she's always very. I
0: saw Chuck in a bad mood a couple times,
1: yeah, but no, but you know, I mean, yeah, my parents are unbelievable, you know. Um, my, my, yeah, my mom is, you know, she's always pretty happy. My, and they, they are miserable together, (laughs) like, like a sitcom, they can't stand each other, and that's all they talk about, like, it's, it's literally like a sitcom, they are just. My mom is like, man, if I could just win the lottery, it'd be tire tracks in the driveway <laughs> as soon as I got the call. I just, like, I wouldn't even wait for the money to hit yeah. the account. I would just drive until, you know. So That's, that's But that's so funny. Like, somehow they made hating each other work. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that's how it works. I don't know. But it's hilarious to see. Um, and my dad is 77, and he's riding. We're going riding this weekend. He's riding ATVs. And he goes, does all these big trips to Yuma. And I mean, he leads the pack and, and he's a, he's a beast. He's been doing
0: that stuff. I mean, for since we were little, since I was a child, gosh man he took us down there and he spent like yeah. half the time fixing everybody's quads <laughs> yeah and at yeah. that time it was ATCs but yeah three wheelers right it was three wheelers yeah but um it's i crazy. know i just saw something recently that he was just there with like maybe steve's son yeah or steve's kids steve the and his kids
1: yeah i went there um oh, yeah. i was there yeah a few weeks ago or like man, six weeks ago yeah, that's right. Um, yeah, yeah, we did a, tri- a trip to the dunes.
0: It was great. He did my uh, so he he came and did my shutters in my house. Oh, okay. And big again, shout out to Troy Interiors. Yeah, big shout out to Troy. So Interiors. They named it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, I never thought about that actually. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I know. Isn't that wild? Uh, that was before Steve was born, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, dude, he was like, he wasn't, he wasn't a young guy. And he was up on
1: a ladder, yeah. like two stories up, Oh my God! putting
0: in the shutters. And I'm like, Chuck, like, dude, are you, and it just, it was no big deal, man, just still working. Like he, he, was... he comes from
1: that, he comes from that farmer ethic, that farmer work ethic. You know, my dad grew up on a farm in Kansas city, Missouri. And, uh, you know, you just, you just go out and you work and yeah. that's what your dad did. And that's what his dad did. And his dad did, yeah. you know, and you know, and all the way back to hunter gatherers. Yeah. So, you know. He it's was a, a beast it's, too. It's legit.
0: Wasn't he like a, like a, I mean, he was a, like a sprinter, right? Or right? Yeah,
1: he had for like, I think for like a week, he had the world record in the, yeah. four, in the four by 400. So yeah. he was a sprinter, 100 meters, yeah. 50, 50 meters. World record. Um, yeah. <laughs> Military. I mean,
0: yeah. I mean, the guy was a
1: sniper stud. training, all that stuff, yeah.
0: But you would have never known that. Yeah, because he was incredibly humble. he just was humble. like... He's a very, yeah, very... Oh, shucks yeah. guy. Yeah, mm-hmm. like
1: very nice uh, Midwestern. Yeah, yeah. totally. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. so true. Man, I know. He's I was, still
0: that way. I would have to like... Uh, well, I love you, but you would have put... Him I'd be like, all right, well, I got to go now. Why, you know, because he'd be sit there, If you know, an Talking. hour would go by and like... Yeah, well, he's telling like dumb dad jokes the, and stuff. Yeah. You well, you up. go
2: and throw Patsy and oh. Chuck together. Well, that's what all the stories were yeah. And then yeah. you never could get out of there because... Yeah. Our mom,
1: <laughs> she would talk forever, right? Yeah. And she
2: loved your parents. So yep. Oh my gosh, they were. Uh, yeah, that was I brutal. Know. Like, hey, I gotta go.
1: Yeah, I know. And we, uh, you know, look, everyone that knew your parents, we uh, we all miss them tremendously. You know, thanks. It's yeah, it's like one of those things you just think about all the time. And, yeah, you know?
0: it's crazy. Yeah, we had Mike Isles or Mike. Yeah, I heard. the I did loved you know the that he's Frenchy? Did you know his name's Frenchie?
1: No, I yeah, did not know that part. I, yeah. None of us did. <laughs> no, I was like, what is wrong with his baba? <laughs> exactly. Yep. Frenchy. But it,
0: I mean, there, yeah, if we have guys in here that worked with him for a long time and they were talking about it, and I just never knew who the hell they were talking about and I was like, that is not his name and Yeah, I was like, like what? I know. Yeah, uh, Frenchy. All right, man. But, here, oh, you it's you so cool to well, hear that though. Yeah, no, dude. Know? He was that was fun, man. See, you know, seeing him and talking to him and, and he had a really cool story and, and he got real deep. And uh, you know, real, so to speak, you know about his whole situation. But so, what do you, yeah. what do you got? So, what's going on now? Like, what are so, you doing?
1: The uh, thing I'm doing now is well, a bunch of stuff. I'm um, things are slowly opening up in Los Angeles. Yeah. I think they'll be fully open by 2027. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, you're uh, moving to Phoenix. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, look, uh, I wanted to, I wanted to move out here. I, your last guest talked about Flagstaff, and like he, you yeah. know, couldn't wait to get out of Flag. My, I would, if I could do what I do from Flagstaff, that would be my, my goal. There's no, that by the way, that's an impossibility. Right. But, uh, I love Flagstaff. I would love to keep doing everything from there. It's impossible. So I just go to visit when I can. There's something connected for me up there. Um, and I love visiting here. Um, but you know, so I'm working on, I'm doing a lot of photography and live show stuff, but slowly, um, because, Things are so locked down. Um, I shoot for Inked Magazine. That's been a nice steady thing. Um, th- I've been doing that for about a year and a half now, and I'm having so much fun. How does that work? That.
0: Do you just go to people's like houses and take um, Inked Magazine? Sometimes, a yeah. sh- it's a tattoo magazine. Tattoo magazine.
1: Okay. Um, I have no tattoos. <laughs> I just they just hired me to shoot. <laughs> yeah. Right. Um, I, I sometimes it's on location. Like okay. I'll just pick a location. They'll just really. It's very bare bones. They go, hey. Troy, here's this person, um, give a set up a shoot, yeah. wow. and then that's all they tell me. And I go, do you guys want to give me any other information? <laughs> and they go, no, just, uh, you know, we trust you. And I go, okay, nothing <laughs> yeah. though. Like, you know. So they just left it up to, okay, I'll find a location, and I'll decide how the shots are going to go and what they're mm-hmm. going to look like. I love that. Please leave it up to me. Because that puts pressure on me. Now there's an opportunity for failure. Right. And that's what I want. When I finish a shoot, I look at it and I go, oh, I've failed. I find reasons to fail. Uh, to fail. Sometimes I, I look at it I go, oh, I really love that. But I will find the failure because that makes me uh, uh, upset and bummed out and it gets me to do better. It's that. It's that shot to the ego so that I don't rest on like like uh I, I forget i think it was oprah as someone said what level do you think you're at in life like how, as far as where you've been able to get to and she said something like 4 and i and and the reason she said that is because when you go too high you you like you start resting yeah so i like to always be at a level 4 right. no do you matter ever what you look
2: at your original like the first couple years of, of your work, photos? like, do you go back there and and roll my eyes? Oh yeah. and roll your eyes and cringe oh, a little yeah, bit. Yeah, yeah, 100%. yeah. I do that periodically too. I, I do remember that and I go, you oh my God. called me. I hadn't talked to you for like a year or two, and you called me and you said, "I think I need to buy a camera. Can you get? Can we get together and you teach me how to like take pictures? <laughs> yeah. And you got a Sony, right?"
1: Yeah, the, uh, yeah. Well, the, I, started the on Can- I started on Canon, I okay. started on Canon. Six D. Oh, that's
2: right. You were considering going mirrorless, and that was the conversation. I think Right. We had. That was, it. and that's when right. I went to Sony and right. never looked back because I I didn't know anything about mirrorless. Oh yeah, right. that's what we we just upgraded. Yes. You're the second oh, episode. Oh
0: yeah. um, he admired those when he came in here.
1: Oh boy, those are gr- fantastic cameras. Yeah, I have. Yeah, I have all the. I mean, yeah, I've well, Sony. I have the 6500. I don't have the 64, I have the 65, 63, 6000, 61. And they're great cameras. And, um, and these are like, the, these are the best ones out of all those series.
0: Well, these were definitely the best ones as far as the podcast was concerned.
1: <laughs> no, they're They're, they're continuous recording. Yeah. Yes. No. That's why they're the best one. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. Yeah. We looked at, you know, we've been using a Canon.
0: We're using you know, those video cameras, the, the there. Vixias that were like. <laughs> yes, I have bucks. those too. <laughs> yeah.
2: And we were so like, I mean, the content is what matters, and most people yeah. listen. Yeah. But I would cringe, you know. Like I was like, I'm yeah. embarrassed to put Production this out. Production is a big thing. And most, you know, nobody cared. Right. But Ryan, Trey, and I did, and he's like, "Okay, how do we fix this? Because you know, then well, it's like ten times the amount of money." Yeah. But, you know, Ryan's right. like, we, we got to do this right. It is or, worth it. You know. It is worth it. Bro, and then
0: we also, you know, it made his life miserable because he had now edit off of those things. Right. And, and he's just like, dude, this is like, you know, and and he's trying to work another job, and he's in, like, L.A., or he's traveling around doing stuff. And, and I felt bad about it, but I was like, we need these turned around. So when we first – so he sent me a screenshot of the last guest – with these cameras and I was like, oh, it there's, was, a, it was dramatically different.
1: There's a, there's a rule in improv and it applies in business. It applies in production, applies in everything. And it says, make your, always make your partner look good. That's your number one goal. Mm-hmm. And like when people watch improv, they're like, oh, the number one job is to be funny. No. So make your partner look good. You get good cameras and good production value. It makes the people you're working with look good. You work in, in real estate, you work in loans. Give other people credit for something when when usually you're due the credit. Make people look good. That's you want to succeed. You make everyone around you look good. Yeah. And, and I've always it, it takes a while to get used to that because you feel like a little left out. Like oh, I right. want to take credit. I'm yeah. happy to let other people.
0: Uh, yeah. You know, and, and I, for my in my position in this in this company, so to speak, and or even on my team. You know, I, I don't do the, the loans, right. I bring it, bring in the deals and I have my team that does them and they're the best in the business at doing them. And see, sometimes, you know, it's like we joke around, like, well, I don't even, I don't even know how to do a loan. Right. And, and, and it's Mm -hmm. a joke. It's a joke. It's a joke. I really don't like to the, to the, into the, you know, to the deep depths of it all. I don't anymore know how to get down into it all, but. My job is to, ma- you know, make sure that we have people around that know, that know how to do everything really, really, really yeah. well. And I look over from up here and make sure that th- this. But, okay. but telling them all or, or telling everybody that I meet is that's what I tell everybody. is like, dude, I have the best people or we have the best people that are doing the work for our clients. And yeah. so my job was to make sure that I hire the right people and we have the, you know, the right staff. Including you know Trisha and Trey and and my business partner Stuart. <clears throat> um, so,
1: so you're you're a blend of uh, Alec Baldwin and Kevin Spacey and Glenn Gary Glenn Ross. There you go.
0: Yeah, yeah there you go. <laughs> I am actually, <laughs> except if I'm not a dick. <laughs> Alec Baldwin's terrible. <laughs> no, yeah, actually, no, I'm not. Uh, but uh, no, you're you're right, and I think that's super important. And I, and I always want to make sure that everybody knows that the girls are are phenomenal at what they do and nice and, and it's pretty quick people realize that very quickly when they do a deal with us and they're like geez like they don't even call me anymore they go straight past me to our you know, Bree or christy or jamie oh yeah yeah literally nice. like i don't even know sometimes that something's happening and i get a fr- you know a friend will call me like hey dude you know we just got done with our loan and i was like can you guys let me know when one of my friends is doing it alone right. so when when he calls me to say thanks i know that we did it um, but yeah again nice. yeah, i'm with you on all that it's it's i think it's super important yeah um yeah so okay so the photography thing i just want to get Trey and I are like nerds about this. You guys, comedy you store guys thing. like you guys
1: like that that world of the comedy store. That's we so cool. We love it. Well, yeah. he
0: knows like all the like he likes to. I mean, even though we're twenty freaking or thirty years different in age, like it's like we have the same taste. In almost everything. Yeah. Because I haven't grown up. Right. Um, And he's maybe matured a little bit more in some of that stuff. So, like, the same sort of, the That's same so comics. Cool. We like the same wow. podcast, same music. <laughs> so cool. You know? Wow. I still like to ride skateboards. You know, it's just like, it is what it is. Yeah. That's who I am. Um, But, no, it's cool. Like, we were talking about, um well, th- so Theo Vaughn, to me, is super funny. Oh, my
1: God, Theo so,
0: Right, Trey? I mean, so he's, like, one of our favorites. I mean, that dude is, It's because it's not, I don't even know if everybody even understands it, but, like, I hear other comics be like, dude, like, I may have heard Joe Rogan and Brendan Shaw talking about it one day. They're like, dude, I mean, like, this guy, he's just different.
1: He is so beautifully unfiltered, (laughs) and he reminds, his brain, it's almost like, you know, our brains are sort of a prism. Mm -hmm. You got to think about how much of our, I wonder, I bet our brains are 90% water, right? And that's what, you know, when light goes through glass, creates that prism. When light goes through the water in our brain, there's also that prism. Every comic has that, those colors that are shooting out. And Theo Vaughn's colors are so vivid and unique. And you just go, wow, that is an incredible brain. Yeah. Like he's quick. The colors he's projecting are insane. I don't mean that in a weird like Sedona way. I just mean like scientifically. (laughs) Yeah. We have prisms in our brain. Yeah. Wait, not scientifically, but you know what I mean? Metaphorically. So he is, I mean, and I can't even tell any Theo Vaughn stories because they're probably not appropriate enough for (laughs) for this show. But one of
0: his best ones is when he eats mushrooms and he goes on stage. Have you seen that clip? (laughs) No,
1: I haven't seen that one.
0: (laughs) He just goes out there and he's just like, "Wait, what was I saying? Like, wh- or where am I?" <laughs> <laughs> he's unbelievable. He goes, I mean, "How about Santa Monica?" I mean, dude, that this is a great one you've got to watch. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. It is not appropriate, but man,
1: yeah, it no. Is and so that's weird. the great thing about the the sort of the culture at the comedy store is that it's it's the last bastion of not appropriate for everyone and and so many people now want to want the world to conform to them yeah Uh, i say this as a person who was was very much like that like i always wanted the world to conform to how i thought of it um and now i think that's that's the worst idea ever um but no one cares about that stuff people just do what they do in so much of in in the comedy store and in a lot of places and it's not based on you must conform and not say this or that, or whatever mm-hmm. people are just unfiltered and say what they say. And that's, I think that's why people connect because we're human beings and we're, we're all learning as we go. There's no reason to control language and steer everyone's behavior yeah. in the way yeah. you personally yep. think is correct.
0: And that's like, the place to go and do everything.
2: Yeah, exactly. So what you. did you think of the um, comedy store documentary?
1: Uh, so I, you know, I did all the photos for that. Right, but we noticed when I when I watched it, I was like, wow, because I didn't when they sent me the clips of like, hey, here we just finished episode one, and when I would wa- I w- I watched it, I was like, I had no idea it was going to be this amazing. Like it just. It was visually beautiful, and they, the they history. took the history of it, and then they visually beautiful though it was visually it was, amazing. Yeah, they put a really lot well. of work into it, so big shout to Mike Binder, um, that uh, the guy who directed that, because he really made it happen in such an amazing way. Like that was that awesome.
0: dude. So who runs it now? Is is it Polly Shore that runs? The no, line?
1: it's um, who overall runs runs runs. Where the end of the line is Peter Shore, Polly's brother. Oh. Really good dude. Okay. Really good dude. Um, and then, you know, there's uh, there's a whole mashup of management and right. some of them, some people are going to Austin and, and all that. And so, you know, but, um, but you know, good oh. people everywhere.
0: So that whole thing where, so you got people that are working at the store that are going like, oh, I'm going to go to Austin with... Joe Rogan and everybody else to go, like, for the that, to open up another comedy store, or just, like, just to go there and work,
1: because um, that's where people are moving Yeah, to? I'm not sure. I mean, I think yeah. it's just, like, a lot of people going there to yeah. to Get do a, a bunch of stuff. Yeah, I mean, yeah, there's a lot of, you know, it's not the best governed state in the United States, yeah. and I hate to break that news. <laughs> yeah. This is breaking news. Not yeah. the best governed. Yeah, um, would you just last week they let a murder or they just caught the murderer that they accidentally let out oh. So like, oh, we filed the paperwork under G or something instead of murder. <laughs> so they let um like a like no, a convict. They just let him out. Wow.
0: <laughs> yeah. I mean, he's made some 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 mistakes, that's for sure. Or I mean, whatever, whatever. I don't, it's not just him. Necessary, but man yeah. there's been some problems there and uh yeah. you pay a lot of money to live in a place that's dirty and uh and, the know, we- and right <laughs> a lot of the, homeless the, it's
1: it's really crazy the weather there is so good i think people are like ah as yeah. long as the homeless people aren't living in front of my place like, right okay, but that's literally the attitude right there. but now as long long as people are
0: saying they are right you know people are like dude i'm coming outside and i got a guy in my look front, in my no one my gate.
1: i will say this 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 from my experience tends to be true no one really truly cares about the homeless situation until they start getting really close to their neighborhood. Yeah. And then they're like, this is, right. ha, what? Ha, ha. They, right. they, they never said anything until yeah. they were. Right. Until they, it they affects were, them personally. They, they, like someone like with an extension cord into their apartment with a toaster in mm-hmm. a tent. Yeah. That's when, it, that's where I draw the line. Yeah.
2: Our last sure. guest um, put together a nonprofit that addresses homelessness here in Phoenix. So it's kind of, you know, yeah, the timeliness of that because we're about to drop that. Oh, nice. Um, so you know, we've got more of a problem than I knew. We of. didn't wow. even
0: know that we, there's a whole tent like,
1: like ten thousand downtown people. that I didn't know about either. Oh my gosh.
2: Um, I used to see it, but back when I worked downtown, it wasn't that big. And I'm you know I don't go down to the Capitol very often. He said, at any given time, there's approximately ten thousand people wow. in the Phoenix area that are, or I guess maybe in Arizona no,
0: that are that are. Um, that there are 10,000 people that have signed that have applied to get. Um, right. Uh, housing. Right. And, but there's the, 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 the homeless deal is, is bigger. Is like, yeah. Cause I said 10,000 and he was like, no, nah, he's like way, 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 way more than that. Right.
2: Cause we have some people who really aren't looking yeah. for assistance cause they're, they're okay being on the streets or they don't realize what their options are. Yeah. You know, uh, those are the sad cases, you know?
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's a, it's a sad thing for sure. So, um,
0: from a podcast standpoint, um, obviously you've done a lot. What What are the your favorite ones you like to like listen to?
1: That I listen to. Um, I, I mean, I listen to Rogan's podcast a lot. Yeah. Um, I love Bad Friends. I love Santino and Bobby Lee together. So that's um, another I mean, great. One. Anderson, he's their a, he's banter really is how my brain is. So like when they go, okay, you're a guy doing this, okay. If that was just a podcast that just did yeah. that, where it's like, all right, Ryan, you're yeah. this guy, and then I'm going to play this yeah. guy. That's all I want to do in life is right. either do that or hear someone doing that. <laughs> yeah. Um. So I, I so I love that podcast, and then I listen to um, uh, I like Dumpster Fire, Bridget Fetty. Um. I mean, I listen to a lot of a lot of podcasts. Yeah. Um. So it varies, but you know, um. I'm trying to think, what's my favorite funny... like As far as comedy podcasts go, I mean, I love... Do you like Tiger I love Belly? your mom's house, and Which t- I love Tiger Belly. Oh, I so love
0: your mom's house is Segura's? Yeah. yeah. Okay, that's what I thought.
1: Yeah. I guess I'd have to go through my... Um, Andrew
0: Santino and Bobby Lee, uh, they do a really good job of... of Seeming like they don't like each other at times. <laughs> well, they're very friends.
1: they're very real, and so yeah. yeah, so the times they don't get along, yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah. Bobby Lee
0: seems like a very difficult guy to. The funniest, great, like dude, so funny. Yeah, but like definitely could be somebody that you'd, you would know, get that you'd argue with. <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah,
1: he's a good dude though. Yeah. yeah, I mean, yeah, there's just so many good people. Um, there's a comedy store podcast, and I mean it's. I think it deserves a lot more listeners because, um, one of the people that is, you know, with the main people on is Eleanor Kerrigan and she should be a famous comic. She's not famous yet. Um, she is unbelievable. She used to be, I want to say she was married to Andrew Dice Clay. Hmm. Um, and she tours with them still like, they're still like best friends that she is one of the funniest human beings ever. So Eleanor? Eleanor Kerrigan. So, so if you find the comedy store podcast, listen to Eleanor. She's un- She's unbelievable. Uh, she's from Philly, um, and uh, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I listen yeah, to a ton of podcasts, of, yeah. and
0: so you like the co- like the the comedy ones, and obviously you get into the other other topics besides just comedy. How yeah. many
2: have you appeared on? Because I found I you have, on a couple.
1: I have no idea. Um, <laughs> I I don't know. I don't know. I just do them. When, um, you know, when I can, yeah. And when asked, I, I don't, um, I don't know. I mean, cause I produced a lot of podcasts and I helped, uh, I helped start one called the David Feldman show and he, now he's out of New York, but we got that as a radio show, um, in Los Angeles. And, um, and then uh, and then he moved and started as a podcast, and it became even more popular. You know, podcast beat radio now. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: So We'd so love to pick your brain since you're on the production side. I didn't realize that. Um, yeah, th- that, that was my jam. I always
1: loved that. Okay, of like so yeah, producing we, could, and
2: we could get some tips. Throwing out set like you know yeah. what's
1: important. What's important is like having stuff that's like segments. So when you're producing it, think of yourself also as like a segment producer. Like, hey, I think we need to do like a rapid fire Q and A or whatever. Like not necessarily a game, but we do that again. We
0: wrap all of our uh, episodes with yeah. rapid fire.
1: Yeah. So, so like that's the kind of thing I'm talking about. You know. So why so, don't you
0: do one? I mean, why don't you have your own? That seems like I'm the, close a to doing it.
1: I'm close to doing it. But um, I was I was scheduled to start a podcast with my friend Fielding Edlow. We were going to do it. She's she's brilliant, brilliant comic. I produced her. Um, uh, I directed her comedy special. Um, fielding Edlow, and she, we were scheduled to do our first podcast on, like, it was, like, March 17th oh, or something. Wow. <laughs> like, right, <laughs> right. when the locked that up. Oh, uh, yeah. Um, so, you know, See, so maybe uh, that'll start back up uh, or start up. But. Um, well,
0: how about this? Every time you come into town, you can just be my co-host. With, there you for, go. Or together. We can just We'd do We'd love it. to have a regular. <laughs> yeah. a, you can be, like, yeah. Hey, that'd regular, be fun. You know, that'd be a blast. I'm not kidding. Yeah. Yeah. No. Hey, I, would, I would totally serious. do it.
2: Because, let's see, we, it took us, what, three months to get you on? Because, you know, you don't live here, yeah. and we weren't recording, you know, every week. and uh, Yeah. So now that we've got you here, love um, to.
1: Yeah, no, you I, I would love that. Look, it's so fun hanging with you guys and seeing you. I mean, this is, like, it's, like, such a good connected feeling to, you know, feels like home so much, and hanging with yeah. you guys. That's totally right. same,
0: you know. I would love to get your brother here too. Yeah,
1: i let's to say if Steve had been able to come, it
2: would have been like a, it yeah. would have been like a family reunion.
1: Yeah, that's we'll we'll get him to come one of these times. Yeah. Um, so listeners and viewers,
2: Troy's brother was Ryan's roommate in college. Yep. So. For, yep, for a. A freshman
0: yeah. year. Same, uh, yeah. Yep. So I have a connection to Flagstaff too, and not just college, but like that's to me it's like. Yeah. My son said it's the best. My son's a freshman at any Oh, now. my gosh. I know. It's weird. But he's just like, he he says that, like, his mental health, like, he just feels better. Exactly. Up there. Like, he exactly. comes down here. He likes to dip in. And then he goes back, and he's like, he just goes, oh, like, I just feel better. Like, I, I go down into Sedona. I just feel better. You, you just know?
1: breathe, and you just and look around you, and, yeah. and there's nature, and you're connected. and yeah. And it's still a city, but kind of, but it's more yeah. about like nature. And there's just, oh, Dude, I no, just love it up there. Yeah. yeah. And
0: I go up as much as I can. Like I, I still go up during the winter. I go up to snowboard. Nice. Just a lot because I have the flexibility to do so. I get a season pass every year and I go up and I still have buddies that, that I went to college with that still live there. Wow. So I just come in and I'm like, I'm on my way. And they're like, cool, man. You know?
1: Everything's still there, like from back in the day. Oh, yeah. You Bunnuggers. Know? And yeah. <laughs> all those places. I
0: think Crystal Creek is still oh, there. Crystal oh, Crystal yeah. Creek is still there. Yeah.
2: We um, always hit that on the way back best to Phoenix. sandwiches. They always, yeah. Because yeah. yeah. they always
1: overdo the avocado, which <laughs> no one's told them that's a bad business <laughs> idea. Are you yeah. still
2: a vegetarian? No. Oh, you eat.
1: Me. I'm actually a strong proponent of eating as many double cheeseburgers <laughs> as humanly <laughs> That's possible. So funny
2: because I mean that was a. I, I was. Trying what's to your pick favorite burger? You? Again, I was one was of those people easy. who
1: I wasn't just. A, I was one of those annoying vegetarians. Oh, yeah. Like you should be too. Yeah. Um, now I can't stand those people who are like <laughs> you should be too. Don't ever say you should be too to me. Yeah. Uh, so I I uh, no I, I forget how long ago I started eating chicken and then I still went into meat, and uh, I eat really healthy. And part of that is double cheeseburgers. Like if you just cut out sugar without the the bread, um, I'll I tear away the bread. So it looks like there's bread and then I'm tearing it off. And so at the end, like there's just a bag with a lot of bread in it, but it feels like I just ate the whole bun. Yeah, there you go. Uh, Psychological trick. But I I eat really well. And especially during this lockdown, I have learned to cook amazing stuff. Um, So I'm eating better than ever. Like I'm set now. But I cut out ninety nine percent of sugar. I cut out sugar, and I cut out most bread and you know starches. Yeah, and I just feel good from it. Yeah, you know. So
0: we had this. We were talking the other day about this. I I did the I I try to do that as well, but I definitely when I when I want to just like cut it out real quick. And as soon as I cut out sugar and I cut out like complex carbs, my body transforms like. Yeah. So fast. Totally. And you feel better. You have more energy. Um, but, you know, you get into the whole f- more fats and, and, you know. Totally. And, and
1: Coconuts. It, it's. You know what? The key is not to cut out sugar. It's to replace sugar with fruit and then just feast on sugary fruits all day because that's the kind that your body processes really well. Hmm. It's the sugar sugar that's yeah awful. It's the, uh,
0: it's the red vines that I'm addicted to. Oh, my God.
1: <laughs> I just watched a documentary. It shows how they make red vines. You R- won't eat red vines again. Really? really? Dude. Oh, so disgusting. <laughs> it's Dang, so, it's, like, it's so gross, dude. When you see, like, the barrel of sugar. Sh- the like a lot. The, just like, sickness. Imagine, like, a barrel the size of this building. that yeah. just pours into a vat with a little bit of red food coloring, and they just swirl that crap around. Right, and you well. just go, oh my just don't watch it, Ryan.
0: god! Well, guess what? <laughs> <laughs> but I love. They also Red have Nuts. those documentaries about beef too. <laughs> oh yeah, oh <laughs> yeah, and you chicken. No, you know what? The, yes,
1: that's true. But you know what? Yeah. When you watch a Super Size Me, oh yeah, oh. there is an interesting thing they don't they didn't really address. What kills people is the soda and the fries. That's the killer. <laughs> the burger. Remember, there was that one dude who just ate hamburgers and nothing else for like a year, and he right? was the yeah, no, for, for his entire life. Oh. <laughs> he ate, like, I don't a Big Mac for, like, breakfast, lunch, and dinner or something. Yeah. Remember, I showed him, like, he'd walk, like, two miles every day yeah. to, to the McDonald's. That was the only guy that was in shape in the whole movie.
2: From the walking, probably, from, probably no, right? No, well, the no, from, burger. yes,
1: from, definitely, from the walking, and it's a, those two, perfect combo. The walking and just hamburgers, just the meat, and yeah. obviously the bread it's not good for you. Right, right, but. Right. Right. But he was—he wasn't. He, he was he did not do a Coke, and he didn't do fries. Dude, it's the it's the soda. At the end of the day, it's, it's the soda. Number it's one worst thing.
0: Soda, your life will
1: change. Doug Stanhope, one of my all-time favorite comics. Another good podcast. What
2: was his name? On Doug
1: right? Stanhope. He now lives in Bisbee. No way. Um, and he is one of the. He used to host the Man Show with Joe Rogan oh, way yeah. back I know in the who day. He is. Yeah. Um He's one of the funniest. <laughs> That's not his claim to fame, but like I mentioned it. But he is one of the my favorite. He's always been like my inspiration for stand-up. Um, he has a bit about if you put, um, a bowl of water and a bowl of soda next to each other and let a thirsty dog in, the dog will never drink the soda. He goes, that's, they will eat their own poop, but they will not drink soda. That should tell you (laughs) how good it is for you. Right.
2: I always said, if they tell you not to consume it when you're pregnant, you probably oh shouldn't. God. If be it unclogs, you know not you can. Pregnant, it's better right? than Drano
1: for unclogging toilets and drains. If you put two liters, you don't need Drano.
2: And cleaning pennies. Do you remember? I don't know. It was oh, like I don't when remember. I was a kid, they would take a bunch of coins and put them in the street. And pour Coke on them, and they look like they were newly minted.
0: Is that right? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Are we losing view- uh, viewers oh. and listeners as we go? Are Fine. we losing people over this? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I feel like this is the most exciting part. <laughs> <laughs> I want to tell
1: us more. Easily. Let's talk about the Mentos now. Okay, exactly.
0: Um, I was literally going to go there.
2: There's one thing I, I don't think we dove into enough, but how did you go f- from you know acting and... Uh, the acting and performance over to the photography, like what led you there and how do you think you've been so successful with that? Cause that's as a photographer myself, it's, it blows my mind how quickly, you know, you rose and how, I mean, basically you're, you're famous in the oh, photographer world. Well, I, I mean, have a the, small the, niche. The, the photo that I shared like three days ago, I mean, like, it's but bill burr david spade and i don't know like how many people get to take pictures (laughs) like that you know i mean it's just yes you're very very niched down but they're so good it's not just that you get to photograph cool people they're beautiful photos
1: so yeah i thank you I, i um i've always loved making making people look like they're supposed to look um I tell people always, like, your, the photos of you should reflect who you want to be one year from now, not who you are today, because uh, that's, that's very short-sighted if you want a photo of how you are now. Your photo should look like you. and you, like a, I want to make people look like rock stars, especially when they're, they're in my mind, rock stars, right? So um, there's a great line in the Tao Te Ching, and it says, do your work and then step back. I've always loved that line. Um, that's been very meaningful for me. You just do the work and, and don't worry about how, how you look and blah, blah, blah and getting famous and all that stuff. I've always thought that stuff was short-sighted. For me, it's all about just do good work. So um, I when I started taking pictures, I just wanted to make people look good. And again, I have that principle of always seeing what I do as a failure. <laughs> I wake up in the morning and I say, you beautiful failure. Let's get started. <laughs> Do better. Do better than you did yesterday. Yeah. So
2: was it just your your comic connections? Were you yeah. going into the comedy store and just taking pictures you know, no, like for free? No, and my, it's like, hey, let me get this. And then giving it to of. them. And then they were like, holy cow, this!" Mm-hmm. thank you.
1: My partner, Paul Provenza, invited me to see this show called Roast Battle at the comedy store. It, up until that point, Uh, I only knew of the old comedy store when it had bad management and it was like, it was like a kind of like a ghost town. It was, it was a terrible, people were not nice there. It was very clicky and people were like, it was just, you didn't, they talk about that in the, the they talk about that. Yeah. It was not a fun place to be. So I avoid it. But Doug Stanhope and Joe Rogan together, really, I, I credit them both maybe equally, maybe even Stanhope a little more. Stanhope started doing his like his big shows there a- in a main room that was locked up. They had it locked in it, a chain on it. It was just empty. Mm-hmm. They couldn't ever get any people enough to fill it. And that opened people up. And Rogan also, it opened people up. And he was there consistently. So they built that place and, and gave it that spark, right? But so when Roast Battle started... I started going to the store, and I I saw that show, and I went, oh my God! People need to take that. What the, first of all, that show is unlike anything in the history of not just comedy, of live performance. You didn't just have people roasting each other. Um, you had this panel of judges who were hilarious with their critiques. Then you had um, these uh, the wave that acts out all the. It's hard to explain. You have to watch it. But they basically do these, like, 10, 5, or 10-second act-outs. They run on stage and do something insane when someone has a good line.
0: Yeah.
1: And then you have a haters table. It's, (laughs) like, one or two people who are, like, professional haters. They're a character. And they're just line after line. Boom, boom, boom. So you have this orchestra. It's really an orchestra, but there's so much action in it. Yeah. And that's the, the way that I got good... Is taking pictures of action in low light, which is not really possible, and again had a good um, opportunity for lots of failure. And so, basically, all the pictures I took were like failure. It was like, man, I'm I'm using the wrong lens. I'm using I'm not getting I'm mm-hmm. taking I'm not taking enough chances on the shutter speed, or maybe I'm going too slow, or too, so. That's what got me really passionate. Roast battle, and then you're not allowed to take pictures of the store I didn't know that you're still not allowed to take uh, <laughs> photos of the store but at that time I didn't know that so I just did it and then luckily people were like no no this is really a good thing before they could say get the hell out of here mm-hmm. they were like no this is actually valuable we want to keep you on and then right before the pandemic hit um, uh, they hired me as the first ever photographer to get hired as a as a, on the payroll of the comedy store Wow. Which is really a cool honor. Yeah,
0: it's so are you the cool. only one?
1: Yeah, but I, well, I brought on a team. I brought on some other people okay. like, hey guys, and I'm not going to be here 30 days a month. So the nights I'm not here, I brought in some really good people, Liz Vig and uh, Matt Massisco. Um And uh, yeah, I, I mean, I want to see comedy photography grow and I want to see photographers grow. I think there's room for more.
2: Well, Trey and I will gladly volunteer.
1: Outstanding. <laughs> if you ever need us. If you ever need <laughs> us. He's not too far. That's right, Trey. Yeah, nice. he's very
2: good with, like, action stuff. We've shot
1: very shows
2: cool. and bands. And, and
1: if you're doing video, that's great. People should be doing video. It's a big part of the future. Um, you know, for me, I love stills, and I'm going to stick around with that for the most part. But I got, I've been getting into drone photography, which I love. Um, yeah. I love. i don't know Are you doing that tray uh not really i've done a, uh, a little bit of drone stuff okay video. Yeah. yeah it's mind-blowing some of the stuff you can do with drones
0: yeah i know it's super cool i mean as nerdy as this is gonna sound even within like the real estate yeah, world it's huge. It's oh right, giant. Real estate. Giant. right. and it, it does make a huge difference and i have a friend right, straight right now that follows he's in columbia and he follow he Follows MMA fighters, and they go uh. to this place, like a bio, I think it's called Bio uh. Excellence or something like that, and it's, it's, um, it's kind of like, uh, they go there, to th- they go there to get this procedure done that's technically, I guess, they don't, it's not FDA approved in America yet, but it's, it's basically, you know, like your stem cell stuff, and, mm. and so, he goes there, and, um, Man, everywhere he stays, like he gets paid to do drone like work for the hotels and all these like amazing things in Colombia and like the colors and all stuff. But he had built like a business before that where he would just call hotels and be like, "Hey, I feel like going to Puerto Rico this weekend. Hey, I'm coming. Can I stay there for free? I'll do some video, do some drone work for you." And uh, I mean, dude, it's and it's really cool.
1: Smart. That's how you hustle. That's how you make business happen for yourself. You don't wait for stuff to come to you. Shout out to Joey Graham. Yeah, shout out to Joey. Make <laughs> it happen for yourself. You know? Yeah. Don't rely on someone to give you, to walk up and hand you a plane ticket. Because yeah. it's never going to happen. When you hear stories about that happening, ignore them. You, yeah. It's always up to you, you know?
0: Yep, for sure. All right, so you guys, have, why don't we go to the uh, rapid fire questions, Trish?
2: Oh, man. I did not uh, <laughs> call them. I was so into what's going on, but I have some of them. But in we have a of me, oh, yeah. Um, so uh, I, was, I think we asked this of uh, of Mike as well. Frenchie, Frenchie, high school, love it or hate it,
1: Lo- loved it. Okay, absolutely. What,
2: what was your favorite part? I mean, like you are you're literally the fourth the Cactus friends Cobra we've had, which is so bizarre because their school wasn't that big. Yeah. Um, but you're the fourth, right? Oh, because uh, Stephanie, we didn't even know her back
0: then. Yeah. We interviewed uh, one of a person who used to work here and she's married to one of the loan officers here, but she wrote a book and she, she graduated in like 2000 years after Yeah, from Cactus High School too. So yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah.
1: Well, my favorite part is the people. I mean, yeah. I mean, uh, it, there was a real sense of fun and community and, uh, there's not, I mean, that's, that's my, that's how I think of high school. I don't think of it like a lot of people like can get real bitter about their high school experience and cause that was their experience. But I, I just have, have good memories of like, Oh my God, we had so much fun and got to be really silly. And that's an important to me. That's an important principle. And, uh, you know, and, uh,
0: yeah, Which we basically lived. It was kind of like living in a small town. Yeah, and, it was especially
2: you know? where you guys lived and where we lived, oh right? Gosh, I mean,
0: you right. were
1: way remote, so it was
0: yeah. a little fairy taleish, a little Mayberry. Yeah, it was. Like, it's a little Mayberry. Yeah, and it so was divert
1: It was a diverse Mayberry, is what yeah, we had. Yeah, and you know? uh,
0: and people still was like took pride in their school and took. You know, it was yeah. still very fun to go to a Friday night football game, and we all grew up going to games. And
1: Yeah, I can't imagine how student it is council was cool. Going to, like, like I know. don't even
0: know if it even. I mean, my kids. I don't. I think they probably went to three football games the whole time they were in high school. See,
2: my kids, or well, take Trey out of this. But, but you
0: lived in a Mayberry, right? Town the girls
2: too, were both. My girls were student council, and you know the film program, and they went to every football game. So. I I realize that we were were kind of an anomaly anomaly out in Verado, but, um, yeah, I feel bad for them, right? I mean, we did kind of have that, like, really... Really cool, high yeah. Sh- the quintessential you know, high school experience, yeah. You know what? I remember, um, and correct me if I'm wrong, I remember the day I met you because you transferred, right? Didn't I you did. I, my in first two sophomore? years,
1: I was at Moon Valley, which okay, I didn't really enjoy as much, right? Uh, to and say I the think least.
2: Chris Anderson introduced me, Chris and I, I were best friends standing yep. in front of the gym, getting ready to go to cheer practice. And Chris came okay. over with you and introduced, me. and yeah. I, you were like messing with me because you said something like, "Oh, I'm 25. I'm just here <laughs> to like mentor Chris." Um,
1: that sounds about right. I
2: think you had been selling Bibles or something over the summer. Like, <laughs> oh, I don't know if that was real. Did you go door to door? Well, sell that something? that wasn't
1: an, wait, but that wasn't
2: high school. Oh, was that college?
1: That was after. Uh, that was mid college. Mid college. Okay. Uh, yeah, getting that was my, when I was 21.
2: Getting my. Uh, yeah. yeah, but my in, in high school, school, yeah. Up.
1: So I used to ditch my high school at Moon Valley and go to classes at Cactus. Yeah. You could never do that now. I would go <laughs> in, I would sit on, on Mrs. Lee's class. I would sit in on other teachers. And I, like, Mrs. literally, Wheatley. like. Yeah, I, Mrs. Wheatley. Mm-hmm. And so Chris brought me to his classes. I mean, that's the only AP stuff I ever got into. He would, <laughs> he would bring me into his classes. And they, he'd be like, yeah, this is my friend Troy. He's just here as an observer, as a guest. And they were like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Nowadays, it'd be like seven cop cars oh, outside. Yeah. <laughs> um, it would be on the news. I just went to that school because I liked it more. And we yeah. hung out and it was like, wow, this is cool. There's something special about this.
2: How did you know Chris?
1: Chris and I went to, uh, we went to junior high together. Okay. So we've been friends since we were 12. Okay. Yeah. He was a bike racer. Um, and, uh, yeah, uh, we went to school together.
2: Do you still talk to him?
1: Yeah, we talk all the time.
2: Oh, tell him I said hi. I will.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Chris (laughs) is great. Yeah. He's a great guy. He's really happy. Um, and, uh, yeah, um, totally. It's great community in high school.
2: Okay. Do you have one? Do you look like you're about to ask a question? No, I was going to ask
1: you. Do you have, okay, I'll ask one. Yeah, I have another one. Favorite movie? Um, Pleasantville. Wow. Pleasantville, really? because it's the most meaningful. It's You could watch it 100 times and get something new from it every time. There, it's one of the most profound reflections of our society. People think it's just a silly movie. Oh, is that the one where black and white turns into color? So much more. It's mythology and it's beauty.
2: When's so relevant now? I mean, how More relevant now. It was like 15 years? When did that movie come 20. out?
1: 20. Years. It's uh, over tw- uh, It came out in, I uh, want to say, 1993. Oh,
2: wow. Yeah. I mean, it's crazy that like now that seems, I don't know, just yeah. a l- little less right. abstract. Right. But that um, movie st- mm-hmm. stood the test of time. Okay. So I think we asked, I think I might have asked this of the last guest, but I still think it's good. Um, Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter?
1: I only use, uh, out of those, I only use Instagram. Um, I occasionally go on Twitter, and I don't use Facebook. So oh, that's right. We talked about it like fe- once, once a year. I check Facebook like once, maybe twice a year. Um, I've found it to be a is a, a mostly volatile place, so I don't enjoy it. Mm-hmm. So Instagram's great, it's photos, cool. Yep. That's right. what I your do. Your whole Instagram I enjoy
0: is it. is your photography.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. It's yep.
2: such a it's cool. like beautifully curated, consistent looking yeah. grid. In- it's,
1: yeah oh thank you well, love your instagram i, I, I You're think, great at instagram, Troy. i'm great at instagram well <laughs> i, I do, i'm you know once once the, i definitely am more um depressed from this whole lockdown and pandemic that um and it's been hard to even post like it's like oh my god i just you know i can't wait for this stuff to yeah. be over and i can get back to normal like posting and all that because it's so important um but uh I really love being behind the scenes and making things. To me, that's more meaningful than being in front of things like I used to. Because um, I, there was, I don't know what happened, but at some point I just stopped caring about how much attention I had yeah. and started focusing on the work, you know? Yeah. And I guess I'm kind of glad about that because um, I really, like when someone calls me, sometimes people call me like, hey, can you do this thing? And I go, I can't do it, but I can get you someone that... That'll rock it, you know. Like so, my brain works like a producer, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, I
0: think that's well, good.
2: Part ahead. of that's our age too, don't you think? Yeah, I think
1: that's a huge part of it. Yeah. There's a maturity, thank yeah. God.
2: Because you were such like the thank class God. clown, <laughs> you know. I mean, thought You were class clown, one hundred percent. I was well. People, in, you
1: know, in high school, I was not the class clown. I was the head writer for the class clown. True. I was the guy that that's wrote tr- stuff on the true. notes. So who was your class clown? Um. Well, I remember that Phil. Um. Andrews Phil Andrews was like officially the class clone. Okay. I there Mike were tons, Bauman was ours. Mike Bauman. Yes, yeah, I liked writing notes to those. Hey, say this, and then they would say it and get in trouble. <laughs> yeah,
0: right. uh, you have any more, Trish?
2: Uh, what's your guilty pleasure?
1: Oh, uh, third eye blind, <laughs> police chases. I have a lot, <laughs> third eye blind. I love police chases. Um. <laughs> On YouTube or what do you... Yeah, okay. on YouTube. Okay, okay. Absolutely. Um, Absolutely. Uh, and then, wait, I know there's another great one because I was just watching it. It's a, um, an Amazon... Oh, shoot. I like those ones where they go out... Oh, those survival shows where they go out and they build Naked like... Naked and Afraid and stuff well, like that. Well, yeah, that's extreme. I like, <laughs> I like that. But just the ones where they like drop them on a, yeah. in a forest... In Vancouver, what alone? Is that? that's one? I think that's what it's called. Like alone in a like, uh, alone. yeah, alone. That's the one where there's it's like, like ten man. of them and they compete. Yep. That's yeah. the one. Yeah, that one's good. <laughs> that's <laughs> Canadian, that. right? Isn't that They Canadian? shoot it in Vancouver okay. on these yeah. little islands and they yeah. drop them. And they have yeah, that is good. And they just have they some of them go crazy yeah. because it's that's just them they eat and the leaves and yeah, yeah, oh, yeah uh, they lose slugs. Mind. Yeah. And that, yeah, they can kind of lose their mind, and and it's so fun. Again, this is why I love it: is because they get confronted with their own sense of um, of giving up and of of quitting. They get you're confronted with your quit. Mm-hmm. You know, that's oh, yeah. fascinating to me. So that, yeah. But I would say, you know, main guilty pleasures are third eye blind <laughs> and uh, police chases. That's great. And that's great. Yeah. That's awesome.
2: Yeah, there's like 30 others I could ask, but yeah, I think that this has gone long enough.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, thanks again, dude, for uh, doing this. Thanks it for having this, me. Man. This was fun, and, and you we, know? Yeah, and we would love to do it again and again as many times as you. That'd be cool. I think it'd be fun to have you sit with me to interview somebody. Yeah. And, I, and I've kind of I wanted would like that. that. Um, anyways, try that, that little model out. Um, but, yeah, no, dude, again, Troy Conrad – Writer, director, producer, actor, photographer, photographer, third. Yeah, really. Eye I'm blind, just these days, club. really.
1: I'm just I'm only two I'm only a photographer yeah. and a show creator at this point. Yeah. Like that's pretty much all my all my yeah. time and energy and love. But um uh thanks for having me on, you guys. This was a blast.
0: Yeah, thank you. Thanks, Trish, Trey. Hopefully you're big uh, shout out to Trey. Gonna... What's
1: Trey's Instagram? <laughs> Trey, what's your? You Instagram? Don't, I
0: don't
2: think you even have your Instagram. Oh no, like don't tell me. Trey's right an old soul too. He doesn't. Yeah, really he's not. Much, he's uh, never been the like teen. Like, he was never like the teenage oh, social okay. media yeah. bonker.
1: He's on there. That's, and I get that because I have that. But we also have to like overcome that to be in this industry, <clears throat> and that's yeah, the hard part. Totally. Yep. Like it's yep. the really sometimes <clears throat> it's the, like just with comedy. It's the really terrible comics who are the best at Marketing. promoting and like getting like when I was starting in Phoenix it was like the like the worst two comics were getting all the gigs because they made phone calls all day like, yeah. and they would bug people until they wore them down right. it's like wow how come none of the good guys do that right yeah. so well, we, we have we to see go with, it even
2: with you know Ryan he's not like a huge fan of sitting on social media all day um, but but it's a necessary Evil. It is a necessary. Because uh, some of the top producers in the state are phenomenal at it. So you yeah. can't yep. just like tap out and say, oh, well, you don't want to do against. it. Yep. You, you, get, you have to. Even yep. if you don't love it, right. you just got to show up. Yep.
0: So ours. Uh, so the, this is real talk with Ryan Madrid, right? That's yes. right. No okay. the, no <laughs> the. I, I didn't. I said. I, I, said, I know. It's, I'm, I'm confirming. I usually say the real talk. <laughs> it's real talk with Ryan Madrid. <laughs> and Tricia, what's our other stuff? <laughs> what's our other what? Facebook, YouTube. Yeah,
1: we're,
2: we're primarily an Instagram. Yeah. Okay, um, people can
1: yeah. connect with yeah. through Instagram. Yep.
2: Yeah. Um. If so, yeah. If anybody needs to reach out to us, yep. that's the way to do it. Okay. Um. Is is just and a DM.
0: I mean, Troy has seventeen and a half thousand followers, so hopefully somebody will. We need more followers. We need uh, more there people. There you go. And so we're gonna use Troy. I'm gonna, I'm gonna take some <laughs> of my. Yeah, we need we need college.
2: you to do a little Please spot help after help this. <laughs> we're actually I'm not even joking. <laughs> okay. We're gonna keep you for an extra okay. ten minutes and have yeah. you do like a little promo. Okay. Because you are the biggest deal. Oh. Um, that we've well, well no seriously. Out of what we've had. Out of what we've had. <laughs> right. I mean, we've, uh, we've had yeah. fourteen guests. So guys, that's They're very vocals. sad.
0: <laughs> I know. That's I very know. sad. But hey. Um, there's, there's Next time, failures. Listen, we're that's fa- right. We're failing. That's we're right. Just
1: to <laughs> that's right. I want to go better down. than we thought we would. No. So. Yeah. Oh and my you know. gosh. No. This is. Yeah. It's. A, it's amazing. And look, you got to. It's about the consistency yep. and having that. Yep. Having that consistent podcast drop. Yep. And, and that's, um yeah, trying, I love to do
0: more. Yeah. Trying to do more. We're trying to go to two a week instead of one a week. Yeah. Um, but um, good. So that's the goal. Good. Um, so, but we need everybody to be able to be available to yeah. do so.
2: We need subscribers. Yep. Like, we subscribe, please.
0: Follow give us. It rate
1: fu- give it a five star rating. Give right. it, you know, yeah. like and subscribe. All that stuff. Yeah. So.
2: YouTube, um, yeah, we really need to up our numbers there because you know, now that we've got the cameras, um, yeah. you know, the, a lot of our time and, uh, energy goes to the video production. So yeah. it's kind of a yeah. shame if people aren't watching yeah. it. Right. So. Sorry, all right, go. well, let's wrap
0: it up, and uh, again, thanks to everybody. Thanks to VIP Mortgage for Big shout, VIP Mortgage. There you go. Thanks for letting us uh, do this in this office. Um, we appreciate it, and uh, again, please like and subscribe. Go to our Instagram. Go to our Facebook, and uh, we will talk to you all again soon. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. Real Talk is brought to you by Escrow, the letter S, grow. Disorganization and constant communication are huge problems in the real estate journey and it's an issue that I think most real estate agents, well at least some real estate agents uh, struggle with in their CRM systems. There's a lot of options out there and a lot of people have different ones and when I'm speaking with the agents that are that we work with or that are our referral partners, the big hurdle is the actual creation of the templates and actually creating the the automation that goes out for milestones. So escrow kind of takes all that away. So everything's pre-written for you. You have multiple choices to, to go from, um, to choose from, I'm sorry. So if you're looking for a CRN system that is super easy to use and will eliminate a lot of the confusion and the heavy lifting up front, go to escrow.com. S, the letter S, grow.com.